This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. Hi. Welcome to SIP. Survive. And repeat. All right. I don't, know what episode, I don't know what episode we're on, but it seems like a lot. It seems like we're on there. Oh my Ooh. gosh, you guys. Can oh my gosh. <sighs> we're, we're so close to 80. And I also wanted to shout out that we have 94 comments. Or I'm sorry, what is they? Wait, rate, review. It's review, like the written reviews that people leave us. Yeah. We have, we have, um, we have 94 Damn it. Oh, want, that's great. I want a hundred. I want a hundred too. So I need to take six, a minute and just six people to write a glowing review or tell us that your butt or your sphincter shrinks when you hear my voice. I don't care. <laughs> I just and need to make fun of you for 45 minutes. <laughs> nah, we probably will. We probably will. But if you post something nice, we usually post it on Instagram and say thank you. But so, speak your truth, but we just want six more. And I still, I feel like I'm still able to send out stickers. I just don't know when because my stickers are still at the office, which I haven't mm. been to since March. <laughs> right. So those are going to have to wait. Yeah. But anywho, I just wanted to say that that's uh, a thing that I'm looking for. Every day I go on there and look. And when I see it jump by like one, I have my heart flutters a little bit. I'm so excited. I hope we can get to 100. I know we can get to 100. We will. We will. I just, I'm trying to speed it along just so that I can feel that uh, satisfaction, which yeah. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but if it's wrong, I don't want to be right. It's where you thought. are right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I need in this pandemic. God damn it. Uh. <laughs> I have a little cough and I swear I don't have the Rona, but I feel like I have allergies. And Yeah, they're really bad right now. <clears throat> it's not you my favorite. You should take some, like, Allegra. I feel like we've had this I conversation did. before. Um, we have. No, I did. And it does help a little bit. But, like, it's not the end-all, be-all. But anyway. Want... Yeah. You'll be fine. Get I'll be now. great. I love what it. Are we, what are we drinking? Well, um, we were supposed to record in person this week. And then I had stuff for actual work that I had to do. So we couldn't meet in person. So I'm still saving those two wines from the wine club um for us for next week next when we week. finally meet in person so uh in the meantime i can tell you i am drinking something that you also have drank danelle uh -huh. i am drinking the forge cellars dry riesling classic 2018 it's so good so good so this is from our friends at magna wine boutique this was one of the ones that me and danelle did a tasting of when we went to their store in adorable bedford um again it's such a cute place and they have wines that you can't find anywhere else. Um, and they do ship nationwide now. So if you are in the United States and you would like to join their club, uh, you can go to magnawineboutique.com and check it out. Uh, okay. So this one, the classic is the reason I love it is because it's a Riesling, but it's super dry. So a lot of people associate Riesling with being sweet, which there are I some, yes. there are some sweet Rieslings out there. And I'm not against those either. If I'm going to drink a sweet wine, Riesling is about as far as I'm going to go. Although we'll see. We have some sweet wines coming to us from the, the ladies at Magda. Um, but this one, I just, there was a really cute story about it. Um, so they, I guess it was kind of, um, this, they, they're on Seneca Lake. And let's see. 
let's see, after 28 vintages in the Rhone and eight vintages on Seneca Lake, which leads me to believe this is in France, but nope, just kidding. Or can or like close to Canada, like New York? Yep, it's New York. Oh. It's New York. You're right. Hey. Okay. Um, he said, uh, or she, I don't know if it's a he or she, it just says LB. So uh, LB says, uh, that they're proudest of the wines from challenging vintages. So um, they sorted fruit, a lot of fruit by hand, and they worked super hard. And um, this person says, and as is often the case, the level of quality is superb because this is how Riesling works. It's a grape of incredible resources and resilience. So um, they picked three weeks after everyone at the lakes had already harvested to go ahead and harvest this. Uh, so in mid to late October is when they did it, which is, I guess, three weeks later than you normally would. Um, mm -hmm. But it allowed the grapes to ripen on um, the vines more. And then they could ferment it bone dry. So like I said, it's a dry Riesling. And they said that their Classique is the most important wine because it reflects their work on a larger scale. Um, the grapes come from 16 different single vineyards. Uh, each wow. are vinified separately. And they're the basis of the wine and represent the DNA of Classique. And then this is the part I liked. This wine is like you and me. We are individually unique, but we represent all of our ancestors at the same time. We carry their traits. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And tasting notes are licorice, apricot, and chamomile. But so, don't be scared of the licorice. No, because I, ha I hate licorice. Like, I you know. can't get me to eat it. And this is delicious. Like, it's... When, she, when we were tasting it, and she said that, I was like, oh, I don't know about right? this one. And then we yeah. tried it, and we were both like, oh, my gosh, it's great. Yeah. So, um, and the ABV is 12%, which is super nice. It's not, like, overpowering. I have to go ride a horse later, so uh, I chose this one because <laughs> I was like, what? Can I not get wasted on but still have a great time? Mm -hmm. And that was this. So, Forge Cellars, Dry Riesling, Classique, 2018. Um, if you guys are interested in this wine or any of the wines that we've been talking about um, from Magna Wine Boutique, make sure you check them out online. And um, we will have, when we're together next week, we'll talk about the wine club in more detail and how to join. So, Anywho, what are you guys drinking? Well, I'm actually having, I'm going to workout class after this. So I'm drinking a pumpkin beer, <laughs> <laughs> which is really strong, but it's, it's kind of, there's a chill in the air today. It's not a mm -hmm. hundred degrees mm -hmm. and it feels a little folly. So, you know, I just decided to pop a, you know, pop this one open and have a little sips. Nice. Kenny? I'm drinking a Red Martian today from Platform. Another sour yeah. beer. We talked about the other Martians, I think, before. Mm -hmm. Kenny, I think next time you should talk a little bit more about what a sour beer is. Like, look it up and like, because I don't know, like, I don't think I've ever had a sour beer before. Maybe I have, but like, I could, is it? We could do one sometime, you know. Instead of wine or something. Do like a, a sour tasting, just because I'm interested in it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I like a tart tart kind of taste like i describe the tart as like a key lime pie tart like it's not you know pucker your mouth sour i mean some of them can be but i think the one that i've tried is very soury so i and i know just similar to wines like not all rieslings are super sweet you could have dry yeah, there's ones some too, like so. very like over 
sour, uh, over soury wine or not wines, beers. Beers. <laughs> Can't talk right now. Oh, but I mean, if you get drunk. the right ones, you can. They taste really good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like nice. you need to give it another shake. So okay, I went okay. to a sour taste. I went to a sour tasting in. I think it was Portland. You know Portland, Seattle. I don't know. You had been there, I think. Cascade. Yeah. Ah, uh, their sours are the best. Where is that one? Portland. Okay. Um, yes. That was a, year, a couple years ago, though. I had long hair, you guys. When I say long, I mean shoulder length. But um, <laughs> for me, that's extra long. I love that you described that time in your life as your hair length. <laughs> well, I just remember pictures at the brewery and my hair was long. And when I say, again, long, I mean shoulder length. So not that long. Um, I remember I, we tried some sours. I wasn't a huge fan, but I'm willing to give it a go. I'm a team player. I am too. I'm open to new things, guys. Fresh, Great. fun, Great. flirty, open to new things. <laughs> Jenny Day, Danelle Terry, <laughs> Penny Steinbauer. Okay. Oh my wow. God. Yes. Oi. Um, okay. So should we do this? Yeah. Who wants Great. to go first? I hope you haven't done this one. <clears throat> I, I don't know. You didn't I guess ask we'll me. Find, I guess we'll find out. I should have asked, but I just went for it. <laughs> oh. Um. All right, I'm going to go first if that's cool. Yeah, do it. Because I feel like we, we should switch it up every once we in a should. while. Okay, um, I am covering the survival of a woman who um, survived a whirlpool. I don't know why what? I'm into, like, I'm into, like, natural things right now, <laughs> like whirlpools and, like, uh, what was last week that I did? Oh, the Bermuda Triangle. Just, like, things that I think crept into my mind as a kid and then, like, exited because I was like, that's not really a threat. But apparently they, they are. We should actually take them seriously. Um, I'm talking about whirlpools and bodies of water, not the washer and dryers. At okay. first, I thought Shout you were Shout out Clyde, Ohio, where they're yeah. made, whoop, whoop. my hometown. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, Clyde. <laughs> yes, I, this is an homage to Kenny's hometown, but really <laughs> we're talking about deadly pools of water that suck you under. Um, not the washer and dryer brand. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I thought I'd start by telling you what a whirlpool is. I think most of us kind of know because if you've ever been a kid in a round pool, you've probably you know created you, you probably yeah. created a whirlpool um, by running really fast around and around and around and around and around in a circle until basically the water was churning and it could suck you uh, around the circle. You know what I mean? I cool. know what you're saying. All right, but a whirlpool is a body of rotating water, as I just stated. And it's actually produced by opposing currents or sometimes a current that's running into an obstacle. So um, small whirlpools can form anywhere, such as your bath when you drain it or a sink, which, again, that's not what we're referring to during this story. <laughs> what if I talked about a lady who got sucked into her sink or bathtub? She was in the bath and she got sucked in. Or, like, someone that got, like, ah. trapped into their, like, whirlpool dryer. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it has. I'm sure there are some kids that could tell you some stories. <clears throat> Ooh, you might need to cut that out. <clears throat> okay. Because <laughs> people want to hear me clear my throat? Yeah. Okay. Um, more powerful ones uh, can be in seas and oceans and can also be called maelstroms which I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I almost said maelstroms, but the R is at the <laughs> beginning. So maelstroms. 
Um, and a vortex is the proper term for a whirlpool that has a downdraft. So like when it sucks you down to the middle, into the abyss, that's a vortex. Which terrifying. I, like. I know. Um, a lot of times in narrow ocean straits with fast flowing water, um, you'll have whirlpools that are caused by tides. And there's lots of stories out there of like ships being sucked in and small, small crafts. Um, a lot of kayakers actually run into this uh, problem because they happen a lot in river rapids because obviously river rapids, I think aren't river rapids generally caused by like, uh, what's, what did I say? Um, opposing currents. And also there's like rocks and stuff, which is the other reason that whirlpools happen. So there's like opposing currents and shit in the way. So I think, I think they're mostly, um, made from crevasses. Yeah, for sure. And then when you get sucked into one, you get sucked into the crevasse and then you enter a whole new world. A whole new world. A new fantastic point of view. Oh, boy. Oh, that was nice. I'm glad my um, neighbor's shut. <laughs> mine or not, but I live far away from my neighbor, so. Okay. Um, also, large waterfalls, like Niagara Falls, can produce strong whirlpools. So, that is my segue into the Niagara Falls survivor story. Um, oh. And so, this is from, uh, I got this from Good Morning America. Okay, that first part was from um, our favorite source, which is um, Reader's Digest, w- Wikipedia. Oh, oh. <laughs> our second favorite, <laughs> our second favorite, Wikipedia. Uh, and then the article itself is from um, Good Morning America. I also watched something on YouTube, and it was like from a local yokel, St. Louis. I think it actually is. Um, it was a, it was a local station from St. Louis. So, anywho. Um, I almost revealed where we all worked. So I'll just keep oh. that to myself. Just keep <laughs> that we work at a TV station. <laughs> anyway, it's from a local TV station in St. Louis where this woman is from. Um, and uh, this was released in 2011. So it's, you know, a little older. So you, if you've heard of it, just ignore me. But I thought it was a great story. Um, so there was a woman named Lindsay Burgess. And she was with her fiance, Rich Wagner. And um, they were from Park Hills, which I guess is somewhere in the St. Louis area. (laughs) Uh, And they were hiking in a place called the Devil's Hole. (laughs) Which I was like, I was like, "Mm, okay, that sounds (laughs) ominous and inappropriate. (laughs) It's what I can tell you. Scary. Yeah, but the devil's hole, I immediately think that it's the devil's butthole. I mean, immediately. <laughs> I don't know if there's something wrong with my brain and how Hopefully it it's not clenched. <laughs> oh, we can only hope. Oh. Okay. Um, and that's in the Niagara Falls Whirlpool State Park. I'm assuming it's called that, again, because there are whirlpools in the area. But I don't know. Maybe the company sponsors the state park. So, no. So... Sorry, Whirlpool State Park in New York. And it was 1 p.m. And from what I heard from the YouTube video, this area is like super pretty, super like if you're into nature, like this is the jam, like you should go there. There's, you know, trees and rocks and you can see the falls. You can smell the water. It's like a whole experience. So uh, these two yahoos are engaged. They're there probably having a romantic hike, which 
those two things in my world don't go together. Um, <laughs> if you take me on a hike, we're not dating. <laughs> if you take me on a hike, don't take me to the devil's butthole. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it from now on. Or we're, the, we're in the devil's butthole area of Niagara Falls. Um, <laughs> now, this is where things get ridiculous. Uh, Lindsay decided she wanted to reach down and touch the swirling waters below. I was like, no, honey, no. No. And her quote was, I just wanted to touch the beauty. I'm like, touch your face or something. Like, I don't know. Like, she's a cute girl. Touch your own face. You're beautiful. You touched the beauty. Congratulations. (laughs) Um, So this is what she, that's what she told ABC News. Um, But when she turned around to try and come back up from touching the water, which she did successfully touch the water without being sucked in. The rocks were slippery because they were covered in like moss, which I think we've talked about fucking slippery moss before. Yeah, we you guys. Remember that that one uh, that little boy. I, that, I said it like fifty times. Yeah, yeah. It was slippery moss. There's fucking slippery ro- uh, moss at the devil's butthole. So <laughs> if you're ever at the devil's butthole, watch out for the slippery moss. Uh, her foot slipped. She said in the video she was wearing tennis shoes, not hiking boots. As someone who has worn tennis shoes on a hike before, they are not proper attire for hiking in places no. like the devil's butthole. They're now, not. I can tell you that because I had a lot of issues with my ankles rolling. So I would say some hiking shoes and or boots that have a little bit more control and grip are going to be better for you. So that's my, that's my two cents on that. I was in pain for three days after that hike because I was, my ankles were just like a mess. Anyway, she's wearing tennis shoes. She slips on the slippery moss. um, And then she falls into the rapids. Oh, God. So immediately the churning waters suck her in and whisk her away. Oh, boy. So um, at first she thought somebody pulled her in. I'm like, no, honey. Nobody's in there. Um, So just so you guys know the power of this area... Um, the waters that pulled Lindsay in are 10 times more powerful than the rapids that carved the Grand Canyon out. Oh, wow. So the Grand Canyon was carved by water and the water went away and we have the Grand Canyon. These waters from Niagara Falls are 10 times more powerful. The waters are so fierce, in fact, that nothing floats in the water and nothing survives in the water. So, like, mm. there's nothing in the fucking water there, which is creepy as I'll get out. Again, I think some of that has to do with being near the devil's butthole, but whatever. Highly so likely. And she's probably. I wouldn't want to put my hand in it. No, no, don't put your hand in that. <sighs> anyway, um, she said it feels literally like a tornado underwater. I wanted to be like, ma'am, do you know what it feels like to be in a tornado above water? Because we've done a survivor about that. And- He said it was pretty intense. But anyway, um, she said it was like trying to tread water in a tornado. So Burgess's fiance, this poor schmuck, is just standing on the shore like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. (laughs) He said, I just felt like I love her so much and and to have her ripped out of my life, I was horrified. I'm like, great. Of course. So Yeah, what do you do? You can't jump in and save her. Exactly. So... The good news about all this, because this is Sip Survivor Pete, is almost at that exact moment, there was a Whirlpool jet tour boat 
that was being captained by a guy named Zoraldo. That's his last name. His first name's at the beginning of this article. I'm not going to scroll all the way up because I'll get lost. But I like Zeraldo. It sounds like Geraldo. It makes me giggle. So, boat captain Zeraldo of the Whirlpool Jet Tours boat uh, came to Burgess's or came to Lindsay's rescue. Um, so, just as she fell into the river, the tour boat was passing by, and um, the crew members took action. And like the people on the boat were like, "Hey, there's a person in the water." I was like, "Way to be." alert people on boat <laughs> because they were like kind of it was like a little i saw the video it was like whitewater rafting kind of because it was so the water so rough over there so like the fact that they were like looking around and saw someone in the water i was like okay okay um so zeralda was able to drive the boat immediately to where she was um and they pulled uh Lindsay out of the water um, at that point, she had been underwater for about a minute when she resurfaced um, and the tour boat spotted her. And the crew gave her CPR and then they took her to the shore and an emergency vehicle met her there. So she then went to Mount St. Mary's Hospital for evaluation. Um, when she first got there, they put her on a respirator and they weren't sure that she would survive because she had been underwater for a while and because there was just there's so much force from the waters like she said, you know, it was a couple of weeks later, she was still really sore. A, from like fighting in the water and the current, which is like yeah. ridiculous. And then also from the CPR, because people don't talk a lot about if you get CPR, like you can like crack ribs and, you know, they're trying to start your heart again. Damn it. And, and also just the stress on your body in general from drowning pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she was moved out of intensive care. Um, and she started breathing and talking on her own again, and she was able to actually meet, um, Zeraldo and mm -hmm. give him a heartfelt thank you, um, because he gave her a second chance at life. So wow. that is her story. And then, because it was a little short, I also have how to survive a whirlpool. Because <laughs> no. some people said they like when we give you tips and tricks. So... Your tips and That's, tricks. I love these. Yeah, because you never know when you're going to be in this situation. So most of the articles I looked up about how, how to survive a whirlpool were for kayakers because that's the most likely event that you're going to hit a whirlpool is if you're in a small craft and you're in, you know, one of these like rivers um, that has maybe some rocks or things that can cause uh, the waters to form a whirlpool. So um, again... If you're near a body of water that is raging, um, the easiest way is to not stick your hand in it. <laughs> That's that. So, um, so heading, okay, there's, there's a couple types of um, whirlpools. So they talk about that you need to understand each one and also remain calm if you get swept into one. Okay. So the first one you might encounter is called heading down river. Um, and this sassy motherfucker said the most effective strategy for surviving a whirlpool is not to get caught in one in the first place. I was like, Oh, sir. Sounds like that. Ma'am. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I mean, I guess I just said that about raging water, but again, raging water is like a thing. Like when you're kayaking, it's much more like it just pops out of nowhere. Cause like the river could be calm. And then it just like comes to a point where like it's hitting some rocks the wrong way. And there's a whirlpool. So it's a little bit more of a surprise than like 
Niagara fucking falls. Anyway, uh, if you're river kayaking, you want to pull your craft over to the side and you want to walk downstream to see if you can see any standing whirlpools or dangerous hydraulics. So they're actually saying get out and take a look-see before you actually start kayaking down the river. Um, and yeah, if how one, likely is that? Like, who's going to well, do that? I mean, if you're, like, really into kayaking, I guess, sure. Um, but if you're already in the water and a whirlpool forms unexpectedly, use strong strokes to propel yourself into the side of the whirlpool that is heading downstream. So, like, it's going to be swirling in a particular direction. So you need to, like, get on the side that pushes you in and out of the whirlpool without getting stuck in the, the spin. Does that make sense? Stay out of the, yeah, like stay out of the middle. Right. And go to the side that's going to push you downstream. Which I'm like, that seems like a lot of thinking in a very stressful situation. But okay, sure. I guess if you want to kayak, have your wits about you. Okay. Then there's the standing still. So standing whirlpools are the easiest to avoid, but the trickiest to get out of. Um, there's actually really big standing whirlpools that just like exist in the world. Uh, the biggest one in the Western hemisphere is called old sow. And I think Ooh. that's a funny ass name. I read a couple of stories about people getting sucked into this puppy. Um, oh. it's, uh, off the coast of deer Island in new Brunswick, Canada. So anywho, um, it's if you Google old Sal, a, a man comes up, a man's face comes up, just so you know. Sweet. <laughs> I mean, I would probably look up old Sal Vortex or old Sal yeah. Whirlpool. Don't just. Not put, just old just, Sal. I did. That's I mean, I you could also just get like an old cow's face. Isn't a Sal uh, a cow? Anyway. Yeah, I see it. Ooh, that's a, that's interesting. That's yeah. Crazy. It's, it's up to 250 feet in diameter. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's and there's holes in troughs, troughs, troughs. Don't know around its perimeter, and uh, it has caused a lot of fatalities. Um, but the best thing you can do to survive old sow or other standing whirlpools is to keep your boat from swamping, which I assume means filling with water. Um, context clues, and then you let the vortex spit you out. So if you get sucked into this thing, don't let water get in your boat. And then start working your way to the outside edge so that it can spit you back out into the regular water. These are creepy if, looking. I mean, I if I saw this, I would be pretty spooked out. Yeah. The final one is vertical whirlpools, also known as hydraulics. And they begin with waves that roll back over onto themselves. Uh, they can be standing or temporary occurrences. So they could just exist constantly or they could just pop up out of nowhere. Um, and the water thunders back onto itself and it creates white water on the surface. So mm-hmm. you want to avoid getting caught in this vortex by ducking down beneath the foaming water. I'm like, you're in a kayak. How are you going to do that? That's why I don't kayak. I- mm. So um, you have to force your du- yourself down into the smooth water that dips beneath this like craziness and keep traveling downstream. And it said you might have to force your arms pretty hard if you're wearing a flotation device, which you should be. Um, So the last bit here about increasing survival odds, uh, you wanna always wear a life vest when boating or kayaking um, because it said you're gonna use a lot of energy to try and get out of the, the whirlpool. So your flotation device will keep you 
um, A, from becoming pinned below the surface by the force of the water. And once you get out of the whirlpool, um, you're going to be so exhausted. You're going to be really happy that you can float. Yeah. And you should be wearing a, a life jacket regardless if you're kayaking or whatever. So yeah. Just, so just wear one. Buckle yeah, up. Wear, buckle up, buttercup. Um, so anyway, so that's my story on whirlpools and Lindsay Burgess who survived uh, after slipping on some moss at the devil's butthole. <laughs> just dipping her hand in the giant crevasse mm, um, don't do it I, I never knew that someone actually almost died in a whirlpool because when I think of whirlpool I think of my dad's above ground pool mm. growing up and mm-hmm. us just you know going around in circles for yeah. like 20 minutes and really getting that baby going um, yeah I didn't I didn't realize that they occurred naturally and they occur in naturally life. and some of them like that old sow one is just like always there just trying to kill people just always mm. there <laughs> great job mm. um so my story and again i hope we didn't i don't think we've done this one but um is on peyton leitner sound familiar um so this is the survival story of peyton and she is the survivor of the slender man stabbings what Okay, no, good. Because so as, as I was writing this, I'm like, I feel like I've heard of either I've heard of this before or we've done it. And I was just too lazy to text you both and find out because I just was in the in the zone. So mm. here we go. So it was 2014 in Wisconsin. And Peyton was excited to celebrate her best friend's birthday party. Um, her best friend's name was Morgan. And they had been BFFs for the past four years. They were first drawn to each other, she said in an interview. I I had watched, um, there was a 2020 episode, a Nightline episode, and then, you know, obviously Wikipedia. Um, So a lot of sources here. But they were first drawn to each other because they were both kind of outsiders as kids. So they became best friends. They almost talked every day, spending most of their time together, sleepovers, stuff like that. Um, And then another girl moved to their school. And her name was Anissa, and they befriended her. So it was kind of like the three of them. And Anissa had been there for about a year. So um, they all hung out together, and they were all 12. So, you know, like junior high age. Yeah. So just imagine the the shenanigans. So on May 3rd, or May 30th in 2014, uh, Peyton was headed over to Morgan's house for her slumber party. She was about to turn 12. And um, it was just her and Anissa and Morgan for the birthday party. And they were going to have a sleepover. And the next morning, the girls headed to a nearby park to play. And close to the park was a forest. And Morgan and Anissa wanted to go play hide and seek in the forest. And at first, I, when I read that, I was like, isn't 12 kind of old to play hide and seek? But I guess not. I mean, it's. I don't know, whatever. So Morgan thought it was kind of weird that they wanted Mm -hmm. to go play hide and seek. So that's why I was like, are they a little too old to play hide and seek? But she did it anyway. But um, so Peyton, they told Peyton that it's, they wanted her to be the seeker. So she laid on the ground face down. No. uh, Really into it, I guess, because I would have been like, I'm just going to go stand by this tree over here. Yeah. I was going to say, I would have stood by a tree. But yeah, there's, I think no, her, there's no way I'm laying on the fucking ground in a forest. Her friends kind of convinced her, like, let's let's do it right. Like, lay on the ground. They, they put some leaves over her for some reason. I don't know. It doesn't all make sense. But she mm-hmm. laid face down on the ground. 
um, while they went to hide. And all of a sudden, she feels someone sitting on her back and she starts feeling sharp pains jab her side. Oh, and no. it turns out she's being stabbed over and over and over again. In fact, she was stabbed more than 19 times Jesus. with a five inch kitchen knife. <gasps> and that's the, real the, big. The, it's real big. And five inches is the blade, not the whole size of the knife. So it's oh, one of those big, large no. kitchen knives. So she was just super confused, bleeding everywhere after being stabbed 19 times, of course. And she hears the two other girls yelling and that they're, they're going to go get help and they leave her. And somehow after they leave her stranded on the forest floor, she finds the strength to pull herself to a side of a nearby road. So she like army crawls being stabbed 19 times to the side of a road and passes out. Well, the cyclist was uh, riding by and sees this little girl just like all bloody laying on the side of the road. So he calls the police in the hospital and um, medics come and they take her to the hospital and she was stabbed in her arms, her legs and torso. Two of the wounds were major, were stabs to, stabbings to her major organs. Ugh. One missed a major artery by her heart by less than a millimeter. Oh. And I know another one went through her diaphragm, cutting into her liver and stomach. So she's in bad shape. She's, they don't know mm-hmm. if she's going to make it or, or what state she's in. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, once they talk to the parents, the parents are obviously... She was like, she was at a sleepover at Morgan's house. So they reach out to Morgan's family and they don't know where the other two girls are. So they're panicked. Like what mm-hmm. happened to these other two girls? Like, were they abducted? Were they also laying in the forest somewhere? So police are desperately searching for um, Morgan and Anissa. And they ended up finding them five hours later near a, um, a major interstate. So police bring them in to the station and they search their bags and stuff. And what do they find in one of the girls' backpacks <gasps> is a bloody knife. No. So girls. the girls were, I know, the girls were taken into custody where they told author- authorities the horrifying story with little to no remorse. And I'm not going to play it for you, but if you ever go back and watch the 2020 episode or the Nightline episode, it is, they're stone cold. Like these girls have no... I empathy like, empathy at all like they're just stone cold bitches so um and they're they, 12 and they're 12 and they're 12 Yikes. so the girls ended up telling police that they were the attackers and that they needed to kill Peyton to appease the slender man huh so exactly so who is the slender man so it is a fictional character online This gets really weird. So it's a tall, faceless man that is a fictional character online. There has been movies created about him after the fact, but um, it's this fictional character online that I forget the name of the site. Hold on, I think it says in here. Was it Fortune? I maybe that's what it was. Yeah, it's like an online forum where people like it's like a folklore character or whatever, and. Mm they had to prove themselves worthy for him to set. So they had to kill their friend to sacrifice for him. And on Wikipedia, when I looked it up, cause I'm just like, why? I don't understand this. So he was created um, in 2009 for a Photoshop paranormal image contest. 
And there's the drawing of him is super creepy and it's a tall man, thin character with featureless white face and head. And he's wearing a black suit and is sometimes shown with uh, tentacles growing out of his back. And according to the Slender Man myths, uh, he can come at night and cause you amnesia, coughing, and paranormal, paranormal behavior um, in individuals. And he's often depicted hiding in forests or stalking children. Ooh. So it's basically just this boogeyman that's made up online, and these girls believed it. So they, this is their story. And if you want to go live with a slender man who lives in a mansion in the forest like this particular like local forest, you have to sacrifice something. So they decided to sacrifice their best friend Peyton for this. Um, they later told police that they believed him to be real. Wait, does the something have to be a person or could they have like sacrificed a ham sandwich? <laughs> I think it doesn't, I think in their minds it had to be a person because they took it to like super extremes. I, I think that as the legend goes, you can sacrifice kind of anything. And and some legends, it doesn't even say anything about sacrificing. So they oh, were just Lord. on the really weird twisted sites. But also <sighs> it's like, not that I'm parent shaming, but like as their parents, like, don't you know what your kids are into? And I don't have kids, so maybe I don't understand. But I feel like if my kid was looking at, they were, and these girls were like really into it. Like, I'm sure they talked about it a lot. I'm sure they had drawings of it. I'm sure like. I don't know. I just feel like it's a little to do this extreme thing. They must have been really into it. Yeah. Um, so they told police that they believed him to be real and that they wanted to demonstrate their loyalty to him so they could become his proxies, live in his mansion and prove his existence. Um, they believed again, that the only way to do this was to kill someone and after they killed someone, they would become his servants and live with him in his mansion in the woods. Great. Okay, pause. If your goal in life is to be someone's servant, like, you need I... to reevaluate your life. Right. Like, Just maybe saying. you're hanging out with the wrong crowd. Like, you, know. if you're 12, you should be like, I want to be a princess or queen. Like, that's I'm, what I'm, that's what I'm nobody's like, fucking servant. This is not normal 12-year-old behavior, I feel like. No. And, but remember, uh, these girls were kind of outsiders, so maybe they were a little goofy and, like, not that if you're an outsider, you're goofy, but maybe they, like, marched to the beat of their own drum, so it wasn't anything out of the ordinary from the parent. I don't know, or parents, but... Um, Lord. I know. Okay. So, so okay. Morgan, her, like, Peyton's, like, BFF, explained uh, during the police interviews that she had seen and heard hallucinations of ghosts since the age of three. And was certain that this that the slender man had um, demanded she kill her best friend. So uh, there's also some like psychological mental things possibly going on too here. So it turns out that they had planned for months to kill Peyton. In fact, the girls told police that they had originally planned to kill her the night of the slumber party. Um, the initial plan was to tape her mouth shut and stab her in the neck while she was sleeping and oh. then run away but they didn't carry out the attack that night because quote they were too tired and too groggy yeah mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. morgan was reported to have said let her have another morning as they were like 
conspiring that night. Oh my so, god, no! Yeah, that is girls, serial killer. That's serial killer shit. Yeah, yeah. They like went straight for it. So they then came up with a second plan, which this is so creepy. And they were going to lure uh, Peyton to the local park, which is where they went first before they went to play hide and seek in the forest. They went to like play on the swing set or whatever. They were going to get her to go to the park in the morning and then go to go into the bathroom and kill her in the bathroom. But they decided not to do this because they thought the, the bathroom, um, the drains in the bathroom, they didn't know if the bathroom had drains to drain her blood from them stabbing her. So yeah, they would need to create know. some sort of like, I don't know, whirlpool to drain like blood. a vortex to drain the blood. <laughs> Sorry. Oh That's so terrible. Sorry. Um, no, it's it's my mind went there too. Okay. Um, the final <laughs> kicked in, which is what had happened where they went to the park that morning to play, and then they decided to get her to play the hide and seek game. How um, creepy is it that you're you're young enough that you want to go to a park and play? But your main goal is to murder your best friend. Yeah. Like, I what know. creepy, creepy little bitches. I'm very I mad know. at them. Okay. I, I, I like the, this doesn't even do it justice. Like, 20, the 2020, 2020 interview is really good. Oh, um, okay. There's just so many details. So, I guess whenever they were stabbing her in the forest, Anissa said to Morgan, go ballistic, go crazy regarding, like, how to stab her. Like, I just, I Uh -uh. can't even. So, when they told her that they were going to find help, they essentially left her for dead. Like, they thought she was going to die. And when they were being interviewed by the police, the one, I think it was Morgan, kept asking, like, is she alive? Is she, what's going on? What, what's happening? Like, they, at first they played dumb and then they completely fessed up to it. So, um, they really had thought that they that was their whole intention was to kill her and leave her and then run away. Um, in 2017, Anissa pleaded guilty um, to second degree homicide and a jury found her not guilty by mental disease or defect. And Morgan accepted a plea deal, which she would not go to trial and would be evaluated uh, by psychiatrists, which determined actually that she did uh, suffer from schizophrenia, which okay. turns out her father also suffers from. So again, not parent shaming, but perhaps you should have made, sh- like you should have got your daughter a little help if, if it runs in your family, right. That maybe there were signs. I don't know. Um, so she also received uh she- she was found guilty, obviously, and then was put into a mental hospital as well. And both of them are serving their sentences in mental facilities still to this day. Um, Anissa was sentenced to 25 years to life. And Morgan mm-hmm. was sentenced to the maximum 40 years to life. And in February 2018, they both were ordered to undergo treatment indefinitely at a mental institution. Oh. So they're not getting out. They're, they're serving their life. Now, every six months, they can apply for prolong good behavior but um it's probably not going to happen i mean they cannot live clearly i mean these girls were 12 year old 12 years old and did this in cold blood and had no remorse for it um so sweet baby peyton returned to school that fall because this happened in may and made a full recovery she was in the hospital for seven days 
had a lot of physical therapy afterwards, but she's now 17. She's a senior in high school and she has a 4.0 GPA and plans to go into the medical field um, when she goes to college. And she, in 2019, which is when this interview was from on 2020 was the first time she's spoken publicly since this has happened. Um, Oh my God. In an interview, she said, in another interview, she said about her uh, previous best friend, Morgan, she said, I would probably initially thank her just because of what she did. I have the life I have now. I really like it. I'm really blessed. I wouldn't think that someone who went through what I did would ever say that, but that's truly how I feel. Without the whole situation, I wouldn't be who I am. So she has a great outlook on life. I know she's super mature for her age and she looks at it as a blessing in disguise, which is the best way to look at it. And I did read another article that said that Morgan had wrote her a letter since and basically apologized and just said, if I could undo anything, I would, I'm so sorry. And Peyton just was just, it is what it is. Like she didn't respond or anything. And I'm sure Mm. Morgan is getting the mental help she she needs now so you also kind of you don't feel bad for her but it's like she was a child that had some mental problems and that were not right. being addressed and now she's getting the help she needs so yeah um so yeah so that is the story of um Peyton Leitner and the slender man stabbings oh my god or stabbing one <laughs> singular well, she got but... stabbed multiple times but you know yeah. Wow. So I don't crazy. think I'd ever really heard. I mean, I heard about that, like Slenderman stuff, but like I didn't really know the details. So how creepy. Creepy, what? creepy. Ugh. I didn't realize they were that young. I know. I know. And the girls might even have been 11. I mean, who knows? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. Good job. Thanks. Kenny, lighten us up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> So a study confirms that doing what to a cow will help ward off predators. Oh, um, mm. ward off predators. Like more like specifically, a... it's to ward off lions in Botswana. Oh, um, do they rub cow poop on on the cow? Okay, make I, them taste I, bad. I, That's... I, I mean, I don't want say... shit on my food. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say maybe rub their milk on them or do something with their milk. I don't know. They paint eyes on the cow's butts. Ah. Oh, wow. So it makes uh, the predator think like they were spotted. And the image is very weird. doesn't even look like eyes. It just looks like two dots on the back of the butt. But, you know. That's crazy. Apparently That's it good. works. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty smart. I yeah. like that. It's, and it's just way funny better how than rubbing shit all over. <laughs> or their own milk, which the yeah. lions probably like. Yeah, that might make it taste better to them. You never know. As I, I mean, I like. I like it. I like, mm. I like, <laughs> I like yeah, cow's milk. Good. So, okay, nice. All right, I like that. Um, I feel like I've heard that other animals have um, fake eyes. Like, actually, if you look at the back of a tiger, I think. There's spot like black spots on the back of its ears, so it looks like it's looking at you from behind. I'll have to send you guys a picture. I'm pretty sure it was a tiger that has that. Oh look. Anywho, they got the idea. Maybe because I'm sure in Botswana they've got to have some tigers too. <sighs> All right. Well, this was another great episode. 
of the old sip survivor p you guys can tune in on tuesdays for more episodes and thursdays we do weird news shorts uh, where we do a little bit more of a deeper dive into weird news uh, with all of us telling stories so that's all we got thanks for listening bye bye